Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This is episode 105, Neurology Matters, but Psychology Matters More. Having ADHD tends to lead to certain kinds of experiences, which make certain mindsets more likely. We'll talk about how to rise above that early learning and live a better life. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians, as well as the kind of new Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, the ADHD Executive Functions Workbook. For more information about the book, about the books, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Finally, I am back. It's been a while, and no, I have not been in prison. I've just been really busy with my practice and doing a ton of presenting recently, which I'll tell you about at the end. Um, I'll also share some information about foreign language versions of the podcasts and conferences and other good stuff like that. I sometimes say that neurology drives psychology, and we know well that ADHD is a neurological condition. Medication can help tighten up some of that neurology, but there's still all that psychology, like how you see yourself, how you relate to other people, what you do in the face of adversity and challenge, what makes you happy, etc. Our psychology is shaped by biology, such as temperamental tendencies, as well as other things like what is your innate intelligence and skills? Are you tall or short? Are you generally healthy, etc.? Our psychology is also shaped by the experiences that we have, like how were you treated in your family, where you grew up, what happened in your life, and all that kind of stuff. People with ADHD, especially if undiagnosed and untreated, will tend to evoke certain kinds of experiences more often than people without ADHD. Stuff like forgetting homework at school or being slow getting ready in the morning. This doesn't mean that every person with ADHD will have exactly the same experience, and there will definitely be exceptions here, as well as people without ADHD who may have a lot of these same kind of experiences as well. So generalizations are always flawed, but, you know, pick the parts that do apply to your life. When you add up enough of these neurologically driven ADHD-based experiences, it can begin to shape your psychology. For example, You may doubt yourself or avoid certain kinds of experiences that tend to not go well. This then influences how other people respond to you, which circles back around to how you respond to them. If this is family members or teachers who you have a lot of contact with, you go round and round like this, day after day, a thousand times. And then what happens is that you both, both use the track record of past interactions to make frankly, rather accurate predictions about how this current interaction will go. This creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where each person does the same things they did the last hundred times. Once this pattern gets established, each person could probably script out what happens since it tends to be such a similar experience each time. This is when it really reinforces the beliefs we have based on those experiences. For example, 
It isn't too hard for a kid with ADHD to get the idea that homework is torture and the goal is to just get through it and for the parent to get the idea that homework is a battle and it only gets done if the parent makes it happen. Once these patterns are set and these mindsets take hold, you don't exactly need to be psychic to predict how tomorrow's homework is going to go. Now the good news here is that medication can make some of these experiences go a little bit better. It changes the neurology, for example, by making it easier to focus on boring things like homework or filing papers. The problem is that medication doesn't automatically change those beliefs and patterns. What does change them is different experiences. For example, if before meds someone was pessimistic about their ability to create and stick with a budget, but then medication helped them accurately crunch the numbers to create a good budget in the first place, and then resist impulse buys so that they can better stick with the budget, they may change their belief about their ability to do this sort of thing. Mission accomplished, right? Well, of course, if I'm asking this question, then you kind of know that the answer is no, mission not really accomplished, at least not yet. It's not just experiences that change our mindsets. This first challenge here is that we need to actually have that positive experience. This is where pessimistic avoidance comes in. If you've tried a budget a bunch of times and failed at it, isn't it kind of foolish to try it again? The answer to that question is that it depends. If you approach it in exactly the same way as before, or if you only make small changes in your technique, then it is probably foolish to expect a better outcome. This is where an ADHD diagnosis comes in. It helps you make more significant changes in your approach. By understanding your ADHD, you can approach tasks in ways that are more likely to be effective, especially if meds are tweaking some of your neurology. In this case, there are enough things that are different that it actually does become reasonable to expect a better outcome. The pessimism doesn't feel as warranted. So a lot of what I do with clients is encourage them to try things, not with the same ways, but in some different ways, and to give it some good effort so that it has the greatest likelihood of working out. Okay, so now that the person has tried something, now it's mission accomplished, right? Well, and again, unfortunately, you kind of know that it isn't. So having this, this successful experience is important, but it's still not enough. So for example, if you attribute your success to luck or to someone else's efforts, then you have little reason to think that it's gonna work out well next time you try it. This is where the inconsistency of ADHD comes in. Doing great at something once doesn't give you enough faith in how things will work out next time. So the original mindset remains. The experience is important, but more important is how we interpret those experiences. This is pretty much what therapy does. It helps us look at our interpretations of events and without changing the event itself, helps us think differently about ourselves or about other people. For example, if you had a parent who often lost their temper about your inconsistent homework performance, it will be easy to get the idea that homework is awful, your parent is a jerk, and there's something wrong with you that you can't just get the homework done. 
Or you could come to see that homework is an imperfect attempt to reinforce the day's learning, that your parent felt overwhelmed by other stresses and the homework battles just put them over the top, and that your undiagnosed ADHD made homework a real challenge. Same event, very different interpretations. This new way of looking at things may really change how you see yourself and how you approach current demands. These aren't revolutionary ideas, but what has become increasingly clear to me is how much mindset matters. Maybe even more so than how distracted or forgetful someone is. Perhaps because I'm more attention to it these days, what I can see is that the people who are most successful and happiest are those who are best able to acknowledge their ADHD, appreciate help from others, take responsibility for when they drop the ball, earnestly make amends, get back on the horse without wasting time wallowing in bad feelings, and are willing to be flexible about their approach. These people still have setbacks, maybe more often than their friends without ADHD, but they don't let it stop them, and they try to deal with it positively and productively. I'm going to steal a line here from Rick Green. They still have ADHD, but they don't suffer from it as much. I'm certainly not going to say that it's a said it's simply a matter of positive thinking. If it was that easy, I'd be out of a job as a psychologist. What I am saying is that mindset matters. Yes, address the neurology of ADHD. Learn good strategies. Surround yourself with good people. But don't forget the importance of mindset. In other words, don't believe everything your mind tells you. Don't accept that the future will be the same as the past. Be willing to try new things and then to learn from the experience and try it again or try something else. Treat people well and ask others to do the same. Don't settle for just getting by. Be willing to tolerate discomfort and to face your fears if it's for a good cause. Remember that success comes mostly from persistence. Bite the bullet on what you're procrastinating on. Remember that ADHD is a part of who you are, but it isn't all of who you are, and that by addressing it, you reduce the extent to which it limits your life. And finally, live a big life that's rewarding. It makes the world a better place. So like I said at the start of this episode, I've been doing a ton of presenting recently. I recorded a number of podcast episodes with Jeremy Boone from athletebydesign.com on ADHD and sports performance, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I did and am still doing a three-week teleclass series on procrastination with Rick Green at totallyadd.com. And I kicked off the new teleclass season for ADA, which is always good as well. And finally, I did another interview with Attention Talk Radio, along with one of my best friends, Roberto Olivardia, talking about juggling, sleep, eating, exercise, etc., all that stuff. And then I did a whole bunch of in-person presentations as well. So I've linked to at least some of these presentations uh, on the presentations page at adultadhdbook.com, so check them out if you miss them. Looking forward here, there's more good stuff on the way, which you can also find on that same presentations page. I'm really excited about a five-week teleclass series that I'm doing with Tara from addclasses.com 
called A Stronger Mindset to Overcome Life's Challenges. We'll be talking about nine mindset traps that folks with ADHD tend to fall into and how to overcome them. I did a series on the summer about executive functions where we talked about strategies. In this one, we're going to talk about applying those strategies. You can find more information at adultadhdmindset.com. That's all one word, adultadhdmindset.com. Finally, it looks like there will soon be German, Portuguese, and Spanish versions of the podcast, which is totally awesome. If you're interested in translating it into other languages, let me know. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.